Haymaker Coffee Company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles, and have the give-it-all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker Coffee, only roast, top quality, specialty-grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard, run hard, fight hard, and play hard, we have your coffee right here. And we're back, Stripe Show podcast on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Hope you're off to a decent start this week as we uh, we roll on. I know the PGA Tour has come to conclusion, Rory McIlroy winning the FedEx Cup playoffs, uh, but we don't stop here. Professional golf, it's, uh, well, for all intents and purposes, it's on fire literally right now uh, in many ways. So many storylines. Uh, Live Golf is playing this week in Boston. Uh, we'll get into that, but just a lot of discussion points as I got up this morning and I'm making notes for my guest here, I was filling up like two or three pages and I'm like, I don't think we have time to talk about all this. So I got to, you know, whittle it down a little bit, but that's how many storylines there are joining me from Scottsdale, Aaron Oberhoser. How you doing, bud? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I, um, you guys are doing a great job out there. Um, Thanks. On Thank the set, you. I had Damon Hack on a couple weeks ago, and I said, look, for what it's worth, you're doing a great job really articulating this on what's happening. And I know there's a lot of things being thrown at you, and some of it is, um, you know, it's kind of tough to talk about, I would I'd have to think, because there's just a lot of unknowns and things that are happening. Then you get into the legal stuff where none of us are lawyers and talking about through that. So it's, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of bring it all together, right. And make it make sense. And I think what's even more, dis, what's even more disturbing is we don't know where it's going to be in two years from now, maybe even just a year from now, God knows 10 years from now, what professional golf is going to look like. And as we wake up here this morning, Aaron, um, there's six players that uh, have decided now to sign on with live post tour championship on the PGA tour. Of course, Cam Smith, no surprise. We've been hearing that Jacques Neiman, um, the, the young Chilean uh, is going HV three, the American Mark Leishman, another Australian Cameron Tringali and Anabon Lahiri. Those are the new six heading over. They will be in the field. I believe all six of those when they tee it up in Boston on Friday, I look at this field in Boston for LIV and it looks pretty damn good, Aaron. I mean, the field is pretty strong. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think the field is uh, definitely their best field to date. You got mm-hmm. the number two ranked player in the world in Cam Smith. You got the number 19 in Joaquin Neiman, uh, you know, and the first thought that came to my mind was poor Trevor Immelman. Yeah, um, quite honestly, yep. uh, you know, about the president's cup and all the work that he and Carmenita have put into that and the effort that it takes to be a captain and, and being fairly close with Trevor uh, from a, from a colleague standpoint and work with, working with him a lot, traveling with him a lot, going out to dinners with him and talking with him a lot. Um, I know exactly how much work, well, not exactly, but I have a good idea of how much yeah. work has gone into the international side of the president's cup. And he has done an incredible job to create, an incredible experience. And I feel bad for, for him, um, uh, that he's not going to have the best, the best players from what I understand. They're not going to be able to still not going to be allowed to play. 
and uh, and uh, he's not going to have the best players uh, that he could possibly have to field a team to, to to go up against that American side, which is the depth is obviously the talent of the first twelve are phenomenal, but then the depth of the American team is out of control, quite honestly. It looks like Mito stayed. Mito Pereira, the other. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to help. Um, I was surprised. I thought he would follow Joaquin Neiman and live. I really did. I, I did too. I thought for sure Pereira was gone. Uh, nice to see that he, that he stayed for, for the president's cup and for yeah. Trevor, <laughs> which is not to say that he might not leave after the president's cup, but we don't know. Um, but I think that uh, it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to give a bunch of other internationals, who are younger, who don't have the experience, going to give those guys experience and um, uh, at that level. And it's going to give them a, um, a, a really nice experience, a good experience for them to, to, uh, to kind of get their teeth wet. You never under, you never know. You look what happened with Scotty Scheffler at the Ryder cup. You know, Scotty was a phenomenal player before, and then he became 100%. He was world-class before the Ryder yep. cup and, and the Ryder cup turned him into what we're, what we see today. Right. So, no, that could happen to one of these young international players where it, it, it takes them to, to whatever their next level based on their talent could potentially be. Yeah. I'm hearing rumors on some of the American picks. There's going to be perhaps uh, one or two that uh, you may have thought we're going to make it from a pick, but not, we won't get into that too much as those picks will be made public. I think on September 7th, but you know, you look at all this and, and obviously the deciding factor, and I said this probably a couple months ago. I said, we're going to a time where the biggest events in golf, as we have known them up to our point, um, are no longer that important to players. Um, the President's Cup is not the Ryder Cup. We know that. But it's still a significant team event that players do tend to rally around. It's fun to watch. It's great TV. It's got a history. It has a legacy. Um, and it's clearly not as important to a Cam Smith or to a, a Joaquin Neiman or a Dustin Johnson. You know, these guys have obviously wouldn't taken the money from live and now they're not going to play in that. Um, we're going down a, a point here in the next year with these major championships. We don't know what's going to happen with these majors and how they're going to treat this, but I kind of think that hey, it doesn't matter to some of these players. Okay, I'm fine. I'm not going to play in the major championships. I'll sacrifice it for the amount of money I'm making. It's kind of where we are, isn't it? It is where we are. Um, you know, I did, I kind of thought about it this way. Uh, you know, if I, um, if I were to go look at, I, and I haven't done this, so this is completely off the cuff. Um, how many players in the history of the PGA tour? Now the money's obviously ramping up, but yeah. how many history of the PGA tour have made over a hundred million dollars in their career? What one, two tiger, Phil, Maybe yeah. Dustin got close. Close, yeah. Um, so maybe what two guys yeah. have made a hundred million dollars. So you're gonna take a Cam Smith who probably wasn't gonna make a hundred million dollars playing the earning a hundred million dollars playing the PGA tour, and you're gonna offer him a hundred million dollars to go play, you know, pardon the expression, but it's my opinion that exhibition golf, you know, yep. 50 Holes, no cut, 48 dudes, and shotgun starts. It's exhibition golf. It's yeah. I, I, uh, until they change that, it'll always be become known to me as the member guest tour. You know, <laughs> um, it, it is. It's not, it's not, in my opinion, it's not proper competition. Mm -hmm. 
um, it's not a proper format uh, for for championship level golf. I don't care what they say about growing the game. Um, so you, you, it, that's hard to say no to, though. Oh yeah, you know, for sure. You can because to a lot of these guys, like a Cam Smith, he's exempt into the majors for the next five years. So for him, it's an easy it's an easy yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to play the four most important tournaments of the year every year for the next five years. Okay, I don't play the players. Yeah, the p- pending pending litigation and what the outcome of the antitrust suit is, obviously. Yep, right. So assuming that the antitrust suit is in favor of the PGA Tour, they're giving up all PGA Tour events in, you know, in infinitely. I mean, they're, it's, they're gone. So, so, but, they're, but he's got the majors for the next five years, and we don't know exactly what the majors are going to do and what their criteria is going to be going forward. So, you know, it, you and I both, everybody's seeing this happen in real time. Yeah. It, it, it's just like, it, that's why I think it's so up in the air and everything's just thrown into confusion because this wasn't properly planned out on either side. The tour didn't take the threat seriously, in my opinion. Um, and Liv didn't, in my opinion, did, really doesn't. They're just like, okay, let's do this. And, oh, okay, well, let's do this. And, oh, well, that worked. Let's do more of that. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like, it wasn't, it, it wasn't hashed out and planned down to where every dot, every I was dotted and every T was crossed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that all ideas need to be. But but I think that that's why we have the influx of issues and why the golf world's kind of up in in, a, in in going in a million different directions right now is because of the chaos <laughs> that is upon us right now. And it is. It's 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 I, chaos. Don't, I don't even know if it's organized chaos. Yeah, yeah. it's chaos. Uh, it's just chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this, though, Trav, that. The one thing that the one good thing that Liv has created that I can think of is that it's forced the PGA Tour to look at itself in the mirror and make changes that, as a player, I think were are, are as if I put my player's hat on and not my analyst hat on, uh, that have been long overdue and, and proper. You know, competition and um, uh, and disruption is is not a bad thing in the business world Mm -hmm. it forces you to get better it forces you to 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 change and the pga tour for the longest time was stuck in its in its ways because they didn't need to change they weren't forced to change and now they see what saudi money whether you are into it or not what the money has done coming from the saudis what it's done is it's forced the tour to make changes that I think in a lot of ways are positive changes for the membership of the PGA tour. PXG has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. The new gen five golf clubs deliver significantly increased MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions all coupled with the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com. Well, we'll get to that. And we're going to, because I have some questions on that and the timeline of these changes um, that I want to get your thoughts on. But I, I, you know, I think about where 
pro golf is, is at right now. And I compare it to college football, of course, which starts, you know, this weekend and, um, you know, college football in, in many ways has some chaos right now and, yeah. and, and what's happening. I mean, the NAIL, the NIL situation and how players are receiving money, whether you agree with that or not, and how it's different in every state. I was listening to Jimbo Fisher talk about how it's different in Texas versus other states and what they can and can't do for NIL situations, the conference realignments. I mean, my goodness, um, the transfer portal, all of these things. Aaron, like when we were in school and growing up, the tradition and the legacy of college football, it's over. Like it's, it's completely changed. You have Texas and Oklahoma for crying out loud, joining the SEC. You have California schools going to the big 10. The PAC 10 is in shambles. It is chaos. The PAC 12 is gone. It's It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's hard to, it's the way that you think about it or, or had been thinking about it and have been watching it completely different now moving forward. You'll never see it the same. And all of it, of course, is driven by the amount of money and where that money's coming from and where it goes. The kids deserve part of it. The schools deserve part of it. The conferences deserve part of it. And it's greed and it's cutthroat. And we're willing to do whatever we want to do or need to do to get more of that piece of the pie. It doesn't matter what it used to be. I don't care whose feelings I'm hurting. I don't care about this. I want more of the money. Right. And it's, that's what's happening in college football. Now you fast forward to golf. Of course, here comes LIV. They're paying these crazy amounts of money. And now you've got players, right. They're going to go sign up for that. They, they want that money. And now the tour is forced to, to counter. And now there are all this influx of money coming in and it's all around this big gobs of money and who can get the most of it. Right. Like we know that we know that's important. And I guess there's some good to that. There's some positive to that from a PGA tour perspective, the the people that are winning right now are the players. I mean, the players, what a time to be alive as a player. I mean, my goodness, like you are maximizing your earning potential right now. But the other side of it is, you know, who's not winning. I mean, to me, the fans not winning here. I mean, it's in such shambles right now. And there's such a divide on these players that you used to cheer for. Now they're over there. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, um, it's a hard one to really wrap your mind around. It's great for business and the podcast. I guess we're winning right now because we have something to talk about, but long-term is this, is this the right thing, you know, for professional golf? I mean, I, I know people in college football, I live in the sec country. They're going to go no matter what, it doesn't matter. People are nuts down here with college football. Right. But long-term are people going to hang on to this with, with, um, with this professional golf and they're going to tune in and they're going to watch all of this golf all over the place, YouTube, TV, et cetera. I think it's going to be harder for live without a TV contract. Yeah. Without a, uh, I, I think Liv's going to have a harder time without, without a proper um, linear TV contract. Uh, you know, digital is it's coming along, but yeah. it's not streaming. Isn't still what you got to look at the, the golf audience. You know, the golf audience is still people, I guess, just slightly younger than me all the way into their 60s and 70s. You know, that the golf audience is getting a little bit younger, but still, it's not, you know, it's, you're not, millennials aren't tur- turning, that's no. not the biggest subset of the population watching professional golf. Right. So, not on linear, 
it's it's going to be tough to it's going to be tough to find if you really got to look for it and what want to watch it if you're going to go watch the the live stuff on tv and not go to the events yeah um you know whereas everybody knows for the most part uh most of the time everybody knows where the pga tour is at you know it's yeah. between golf channel on thursday friday and cbs and nbc on the weekends so um in, including the majors uh where you throw a little espn here and there so i i think that that uh it, it, you know without it without a tv deal um you know Liv's gonna Liv's gonna have a hard time really getting it getting the c- competitive part of it out there. Right. As far as the format, it's interesting to hear the, you know, because I think the format has something to do with you know you got your hardcore and and listen, I'm point zero zero one percent of the golfing population mm-hmm. on the planet, and maybe even less than that because I'm a former player who now works in television for golf. So I'm kind of a I guess for lack of a better term, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the right audience to really look at this from a, from a objective lens, let's Mm -hmm. say. Okay. It's harder for me for a number of reasons, but you know, number one reason being I grew up in the game in a highly competitive um, way like a lot of us who played on the PGA tour and play on the PGA tour did. And for me personally, you know, although I have, I'm not the one being shoved, you know, 10 to a hundred million dollars in my face to come say, Hey, come on over and play. Mm-hmm. Here's your cash. I have a hard time with the competitive aspect of it. I don't know what other people, how other fans view it. I think some, they're going to find a way. My basic point is people are going to find a way to watch what they want to watch. Right. Whether it be, live tour and their favorite players on the live tour or whether it be the PGA tour and their favorite players on the PGA tour. Um, I think that, I think that to your point is that it's, it's been the golf world's been spliced in two. Yeah. Uh, Just because people can't sit down at a table and talk. Yeah. I think when you, I think when you make it and you splice it in two and there's this side and that side, I go back to what in baseball, when they had the strike, right. When, the owners can't come to an agreement with the players and you have this side and you have this side. They came back. The ratings were terrible. It took a while to kind of ramp that back up again. I think it's a similar situation with golf here. I really do. I think in the end, I think the fan and I just in casual, I ask a lot of questions, kind of pay attention to some of my friends who are kind of fringe golf fans. They'll watch it, but they're not, it's not appointment television. And I think they're mainly turned off by it. You know, I think they're, Oh my gosh, it's kind of hard to like understand what the hell's going on. Like, okay, well, so what do they do? It would be like, it would be like, I guess it would be like, you know, it would be like, I don't know, name another country that comes in, <clears throat> comes in and starts, okay, we're going to start a world basketball league. Right. To challenge the NBA, or we're going to start yep. a, we're going to start a world football league to challenge the NFL, you know, and they're throwing all this money around to get players to come out. Now, obviously, those, I guess those leagues are a little different. I guess if a player wanted to break it, I guess what would be considered, if I'm not mistaken, the collective bargaining agreements and break rank and go over there. Yeah. It's a little different, obviously, because these are individual, individual players versus which it's a lot easier to do that than it would be to break into a a team driven owner. Yeah. Owner owned league to a certain extent, but yeah, the disruption would be, 
incredible and it would it would make people mad uh i can understand where the hardcore golf fan is upset for sure you know i'm not too thrilled about it because i i i always thought that both of these leagues could have survived Hmm. in in the pga tour the pga tour could have had its season and the live could have done individual deals for the fall pga tour could have either nixed the fall season or basically um gone done something else with the entirety of the fall season to make room for the live tour to go in and play in the fall and i think that that was and and i was like okay well that's when when the idea was first thrown out there of this of this this alternate tour this live tour i was like oh perfect put it in the fall this is awesome we'll have a, a fun format that's not really competitive but fun exhibition guys can make oodles of money yeah and it's going to be like they're going to have relegation and it's going to be like you know it's going to be like f1 or or mm-hmm. premier league soccer and a combination of both and you're gonna have team owners and it's going to be kind of cool well that's the way i would hope i was hoping it was going to go mm-hmm. and now it's just been so combative because we got two guys in Norman and, and Jay Monahan who just, yeah, you know, oil yeah. and water and they don't want to get along and they don't want to play nice. And Norman wants to just basically, it seems like he just wants to bury the tour. It seems like uh, around. <laughs> well, every corner. Yeah. You I know, think, he, I think you have to, to see his intentions are pretty aggressive for sure. You know, I said, you have to, you have to, I think it's understood that Greg Norman's intentions are pretty aggressive considering he tried to do this years ago. And, you know, I yeah. think Missioner Fincham kind of put it into that with the world golf championships. Um, and you bring up an interesting point with the fall series. And we're talking about this yesterday on the podcast and we've got Jim Farrick on tomorrow and, you know, we're, we're going to get his thoughts on this as well. You know, I look at this schedule, right. That's coming out starting in the fall. Well, I mean, what in starts in two weeks or crying out loud. Yeah, uh, and Fortnite Championship out in California. Um, there are a total of fifty tournaments right now on the website. Now, two of those are hitting giggles in December. Four of those are major championships, and then one of those is the President's Cup here in a few weeks. So, forty-one. Glenn Fittich, the world's most awarded single malt Scotch whiskey, is expertly crafted and made with extraordinary care. Each single malt is a work. Of perfection. Okay. All right. So 41. Yeah. Yeah. You're not good, but you know, they're going to play the majors too, right? I mean, most of them are the ones that are eligible. So point being, it's a lot of damn tournaments, right? That is a lot of tournaments. Now we know these tournament schedules are set well in advance. Like this, this tournament schedule wasn't set like six months ago thinking this was two, three years ago. They're pushing these things, right? They're kind of rolling out. So I look at the schedule this year, Aaron, and the first thing that I think about is that the mindset of the tour, and you mentioned this earlier, has been the same, right? We just kind of roll out this, another tournament, another tournament, another tournament, right? Okay, we're all the way up to now. Let's just call it 48, 47, whatever, when you're counting the majors. And all of these tournaments are going to basically serve our membership, right? Member number one, member number 200. We have to create opportunity for all of them. That's been the mindset, right? There's no pushback on that. We just keep doing that. That's been the model. We're comfortable with that. Off we go. My opinion, 
when I look at this, and this has been my opinion for a while, is that things just become very watered down, very watered down. And what we get is what we got in July. Make no respect. This is no disrespect to any player. It's not. I respect all players on the PGA Tour, and there's opportunity, obviously, within there. But when you do this approach, which the Tour has been doing and growing this, um, it gets watered down, and you get the schedule that you got in July. You get the John Deere field. You get um, the 3M. You get the Rocket. I mean, this is not the best foot forward for the PGA Tour. You're not leading with your stars, right? And to me, it's a star-driven league. And I think Liv has come in, they've exposed this. Now, they got a lot of money and they can throw it at it, but I also think that they have exposed a bit of this weakness and this just comfort zone thinking of just turning the wheels and it got so watered down. And I think your top players feel like, look, you're probably leading us when you're trying to do deals with TV contracts and other sponsors, you're leading with the star's name. And we know there's probably about 18 to 20 of them that are the stars of the PGA Tour but you're treating me no differently than this guy down here. Right. So I've always said the tour has to start taking care of the meat and potatoes of the PGA tour and, and leading with them. And now here we go with the elevated vents, which I think is a good move, but it just feels very reactive to me from the threat of live. It just does. And I just question now, now the tour, I just question now, can they, regroup and execute, which is something that's going to be very, very different than what we're going to see this year that they've rolled out year in and year out. Is that fair? I, I think they can execute. I, I, I do. I think they can execute. I think that, I think that they, because they were, because they were reactive rather than proactive. And this is, this is, geez, it seems like it's, human life as we know it since the dawn of man being more reactive than proactive, right. wait till it happens and then react, you know, and yeah. that being proactive in certain situations might not be necessary, but when you, when you get a sniff of, of, of competition, yeah, I think for the most part, the businesses that survive, they're proactive. They're mm-hmm. not reactive. They see what they see what's coming or potentially what could come and the, and change is forced mm-hmm. or you, you adapt or you die. It's that simple. PGA tour has had to adapt very quickly due to this absolute threat of this, of another, of another rival business that they haven't had to deal with, you, you know, ever, right. ever. I mean, the European tour kind of was its own little thing over in Europe what wasn't poaching players had its own players had its own deal and it was you know it was kind of nice everybody played nicely in the same sandbox and it made for great well made for great rider cups because not a lot of their guys played over here and not a lot of our guys played over there hardly ever yeah and so those those rider cups back in those days were amazing amazing now everybody you know on another note on a sidebar now everybody you know the rider cups are still good but it's, you know, now it's all hugs and kisses and chummy on both sides, which I don't know, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of that, to be very honest with you. I still like to see the, 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 the true rivalry. Yeah. Um, but I think that I think that the PGA Tour will be able to pull this off, Trav. I do think that I do think that the elevated events were necessary. But you're right. It is reactive. Yeah. It's reactive to exactly what Liv is. And I can understand where people are going, OK, well, it's just Liv 2.0. You know, the PGA tour is trying because they have to. Well, yeah, of course they're trying it because they have yeah. to. 
Do you want the PGA Tour to completely dissolve and go away? I know the answer for that for one person in this world is yes. But mm -hmm. for the majority of people who love what the PGA Tour stands for and all the charitable work and everything that the PGA Tour does for charities across the United States and really around the world, you know, that that means something to a lot of people and a lot of the players. Yeah. So there, there are going to be have, there are going to have to be some sacrifices made for sure. Yeah. yeah. Which, which tournaments go, which tournaments stay. And again, to your point, I think the paring down and the contraction mm -hmm. is going to make the remaining events, whichever, which ones in the future down the line survive, potentially going to make those events even stronger. Yeah. Doesn't, and, and who knows, maybe even give even more money to charity. Yeah. Well, I, I think so. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's going to be tricky because we don't, we're just kind of speculating when all this is going to look sure. like. And I no think one. we know, we know the elevated, we know the elevated, elevated events are going to happen. And it sounds like 15, 16 events somewhere in there. Right. So, I mean, let's just say that it, that's the PGA tour. Let's just say the PGA tour are those events. Well, we, we had, we had that, we had that when I played, we, yeah, called, it the right. we called it the tiger tour. So tiger only played <laughs> the majors, the WGCs and a handful of other events, whether he was contractually obligated or he lo loved those golf courses. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously Tory Jack's place, Memorial, um, Bay Hill, you know, Arnie's place. So, he loved those events. So we knew he was going to be there, even though he was, wasn't really contractually obligated to be there. He played those ridiculously well. So you had that, you had, we had that back in the day, it was called the tiger tour. And you could, I mean, go, I, I would imagine if you went back in the history of the TV ratings and you looked at the tiger tour events, mm -hmm. what we, what we nicknamed the tiger tour. And when you were top 50 in the world, you were on the tiger tour. Yeah. You're on the tiger tour. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Maybe that's what they call it. It's basically, that's what it was. You know, <laughs> when I was on tour, if you were top 50 in the world, you were playing the tiger tour most of the time. And then maybe you'd sprinkle in a few more events here and there. Um, because most of us couldn't get, a, get away with just playing 17, 18, 19 events and make, you know, 8 million, 9 million bucks. We had to play 20. I love it. We had to play 22 to 25, you know, to make, a million and a half to, to two and a half million or whatever it is, yeah. you know, um, that, it, that it took to make the top 30 on the, on the, on the money list back in the day. Yeah. So, so I, I, maybe we're just getting back to that. I think, I think that's it. I think that's what they should name it. It's, it's, <laughs> you got the PGA tour overarching and then you yeah. have the tiger events or, tiger, yeah. you know, whatever tiger tour. There's your 15, 16 events, your top 50, you have your FedEx cup wrapped around it. Off you go, right? Big money, elevated purses. And then underneath that, you have whatever, I, you know, you have, I, you have really good players that are playing other events. And those are showcased in the way that they can be showcased. Right. And they're trying to get to here. They're trying to get. So yeah. Basically, I think what's going to do what this is what I think is yeah. going to happen. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't mean that it's going to happen. And people can think I'm a crackpot, but <laughs> all they want. I think what this is going to do is it's going to force these, this, this event, these events. And I'm hoping the one thing I do hope that if they do these elevated events, let's say they're 15 to 20 a year, 16 yep. to 20 a year. Okay. All right. So now you've got 21 outside the majors. So we're talking outside the majors 
outside the cups. So you've got like 21 events that are going to be also Rand events for the most part. Right. There, I think that what's going to happen is potentially, maybe you're going to see money being funneled into those, into the bigger events to create this, 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 this bigger, more competitive with the better players in the world on the yep. PGA or that tour, the, and then the lesser events, the money's going to, I don't think the money's going to quite be there and potentially maybe even get turned into the corn fairy tour. Yeah. Right. I mean, potentially. Yeah. That's I, right. Yeah. I agree. And then, you know, you know, obviously we're going smaller fields, smaller cuts, smaller, everything, everything's going to get smaller, smaller, smaller with less players. As long as we still have a cut and we still have a minimum, in my opinion, of a hundred players. Yeah. In event. That's, that's my biggest thing. Yeah. If we go to this 60 or okay. with no cut, if we go to no cut events. I'm, I, you know, that's, yeah. listen, I'll talk about it because I have to, but I'm, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll be the one to tell you, I'm not a huge fan of it. I think you can get creative. I think you can get creative. What's yeah. that? I think you can get creative. Like maybe, you know, there's a couple that are, a hundred, you know, and the most of them are a hundred. And then maybe there's a couple that are 60. I don't know. Like, well, if you, if you do a hundred and you cut to 60, yeah, there you go. That's below 60. And yeah. I know people want to see Rory yeah. even stopping. Oh. So if Rory misses a cut in a, in a hundred person event, which the likelihood of that happening is slim and none. Yeah. Um, as good as he is. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think you can do a hundred people yeah. in an and you can cut to the low 60 in ties. Yeah. You know, again, you're even shortening the fields even more. Don't have to worry about daylight now. Everybody's getting done. You're not restarting in the morning at dark 30 with the lights on like I had to do back in the day at a lot of events. So I think there are some positives that can come of this. Um, and, I, and I do think that this, this can work for the PGA Tour. Is it reactive? Yeah, of course it's reactive. And just people got to get over that. They, yeah. The PGA Tour screwed up. They 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 screwed up. They didn't take the threat as seriously as they should and, and should have, in my opinion. And now they have to be reactive. And in my opinion, they're doing a good job to being reactive and doing what they have to do to save the tour. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll finish with this. So as we kind of recap this here and – you know, I'm sitting in the commissioner's office right now and I'm looking at, okay, here's, here's the most important things we have to do. Right. And of course, a lot of what he's doing is what came from that meeting because the tour or the players are setting forth the direction they got in the room and like, look, we all committing to this and we've got to be these elevated events, the tiger tour. I, I think everyone agrees to, that it's gotten too watered down. And the best players have to play more together. And the PGA Tour has to lead with them in these events. Hey, the PGA Tour is on. Rory, JT, Rom, Finau. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, the Chiefs are playing the Bucks, Mahomes and Brady. I know they are. They're gonna, you know, you get it. Like your pro, like the NFL, it's about the shield. I get it. But and they have the teams and the history of the cities and all that. Shield doesn't mean much without its stars. But the stars, you know who they are, right? And you want to see them. You're turning on. I want to see the stars. I don't want to watch. Look, you know how bad the NFL is with backup quarterbacks? No disrespect. Listen, I, I, uh, the last five years as a 49er fan have been brutal, Trav. I mean, I love Jimmy G. Love yeah. the guy. Great leader. Great locker room guy. Got us to a Super Bowl. But 
if it's up to watching Jimmy G or Tom yeah. Brady, I'm right. gonna honestly, I'm gonna go picture in picture, and I'm probably gonna have Brady on on the bigger screen, yeah. and and my Niners on the little screen. <laughs> right. I want to watch. I want to watch Tom Brady throw. Yeah, it you want to watch the best. I you watch, do. I want to watch Rodgers throw it around the field. I want to watch Mahomes throw it around the field. Yep. Those are the guys I want to watch. I agree. I want to watch Kyler Murray chuck run all over the place and chuck it around the field. That's right. So, and you can't go. You can't go weeks on end like we did in July, and they're not playing. So it's like that's that's a problem. You know, like that's a. I just man, this is not this is not good. I, I get it. The you've got to have opportunity for the other membership, and that's it's down my list here. But number one, I got to take care of my best. I got to take care of my stars. I, I, look, I'm sorry. Tom Brady is going to get a little more special treatment yeah. than, than the center. I'm just sorry. Like he's going to, you know, he's yeah. going to get a little bit more better treatment than the backup corner. Oh, well, listen, all the tour needs to do is take the pack aside. And I don't know if they've done this or not, but, and I don't know what the numbers are because I don't see the numbers either, but I would imagine there's a difference between the bigger events with more stars television sure. wise yeah. Yeah. versus no offense to these other tournaments, the John Deere, and I'm not just singling out these guys, but you said it first, the John Deere, Rocket Mortgage, 3M, all fine events, all top-notch players for sure and world-class yeah, yeah. on the PA Tour, but not very few top 20 players in the world are playing those events. Right. And, I, I, and I, I agree. You need, to get, you need to get more of those guys together more often. Um, and if they were to take those ratings and sit down with the pack and say, Hey, look, show the membership. Let's show the membership. Yeah. Look at the ratings with the, you know, 15 of the top 20 in the world versus at a tournament versus the ratings over here. Now there are other circumstances that can be at play as well. Other things on television. It depends on the week. What's what's going up against it. So there's a lot of other variables and factors yeah. of the television that I, that I now realize being in TV for 10 years. So it's not just a rating. It, it, you can't just look at a rating, but right, right. It, it's a decent indicator. If you use the right tournaments at the right time yeah. to show membership, Hey, look, this is what we, this is what, what's going on when we, when the fifth top 15 get in or top 15 out of the top 20, 25 get together. This is what happens when they don't. So, I mean, and to my point, when you in can give weeks. empirical evidence. And to my point, in two weeks, Fortnite, then Sanderson Farms, you know, it's like that's, you know, it's kind of what I'm saying. Like we did now we roll out the fall schedule and it's going to be much of that same. And it's, look, so you got the best players we get. Number two, there has to be, how do you elevate the entertainment aspect of this? Um, how do you elevate that even more without making it feel like an exhibition and too gimmicky? Right. And I think there's, I think the tour has taken some steps there um, for sure, but the entertainment side of golf and how do you make the players a little more accessible to that? Right. And I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not an expert in that, but continuing to, to move the needle in the world of entertainment, not just on property, but in the way that you're consuming it on TV and your handheld, et cetera. And then I think the third underneath that is then, okay, now you get into that corn fairy tour and you're telling that you have the, the up and comers, right? You have the guy that was on, was, was in the elevated events and kind of fell back. And now he's had to retool and now he's on his way back up. You have those story, great storylines. And then you have this, 
phenomenal next Will Zalatoris coming up, you know, that you're going to have. And you're telling that those stories of the feeder system that then get to center stage and now are part of the, the, the bright lights, you know? And I think you got to lean in more to these best players have got to go play Phoenix, Aaron, yeah. you know? They got to go play Phoenix. That's got to be, that's, that has to be part of the entertainment. You know, yeah. it, just, yeah. now it doesn't have to be every week, but I can't. <laughs> okay. Wait. All due respect. I can't watch the AT&T format anymore. Can't do it. You know, <laughs> just can't do it. I mean, yeah. you, you want us, you want newspaper, get off my front lawn any more than the, I mean, I love Bill Murray. I love those guys, but I don't want to, that is not part of the nucleus moving forward of entertainment up here. I just don't think it is. I mean, I, now wait a minute. You wanted Pebble. I did, but, 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 but I take, I take zero offense. I take zero offense. We're, 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 we're spitballing. Well, There's nothing to do with that. You know what I'm we're, saying? We're, 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 we're two guys who, who are just throwing out, junk out there and trying to figure out exactly how this is going to work and throwing out ideas. So it, 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 I, I take zero offense to that. Um, I don't even, I, it just came to me. I was like, wait a minute. I just, I just think, I just, think, <laughs> I just honestly trap you're onto something because the times have changed yeah. and the way people consume sports and the ways people consume certain, certain types of media and linear television and the audience is changing as well. Yeah. And so the times have to change and the formats to a certain extent, the formats have to change somewhat. Do we need live format? Absolutely not. No, I am not, no, 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 not a fan of that format. No, 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 not a fan of that format. Um, do, can we revamp AT&T Pebble beach? Yeah. I think we yeah. can revamp it. Uh, but again, I, I'm, I'm to go old school because I've got a little bit of that in me as well. Yeah. You know, when I listen to Peter Jacobson and I listen to John Cook and I listen to the guys that I work with who were fantastic, great players on the PGA Tour who won these events like I did and who won this event and were on the pack and on the policy board like Cookie and like Jake. Yeah. And I sit there and I listen to these guys. They make great points. Sure. It's, it's one of our most, if not our most important event of the year because of the interaction that the top CEOs and people who sponsor the PGA tour get to play in. It's their Super Bowl. Yeah. It's their Super Bowl to play golf at a competitive level with the best players in the world on one of the greatest venues in the world. And that's hard for me to say no to considering how much money those businesses and those CEOs are putting up for us as players. So I, I get that part of it. But again, like everything else in this whole deal we're talking about, I've wanted compromise from the beginning and we, we, there needs to be some compromise. To a <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I can't, you know, I mean, Larry cable guy's funny, but I can't watch his slice anymore over there. And <laughs> it's like, you know, there's a way to do that. I, yeah, those points are valid. And I think they, they, there's still place to fit, but you look at the, you look at the field of the AT&T, it doesn't match the golf course. And the, and the saying thank you to these people, the best players don't go there anymore. Well, and, and it's problem, I'll tell you, I played in it plenty, and I can promise you that the six to six and a half hour rounds aren't helping. There you go. 
that that's that that's definitely a problem. Um, and you know, that's what happens when you get foursomes, you get two amateurs and the amateurs are really nervous. They've never been on that kind of stage before. Yeah. And you know, a lot of the amateurs can't play to their handicaps that they're given. They're, they're usually higher. Some can, but most mm-hmm. can't. And so, and they, I, they feel like since they're in a tournament, I think they feel like they need to put out, Yeah. you know, it's hard to tell the CEO from XYZ company who sponsors a huge event on the tour. Uh, sorry, Mr. So-and-so, but uh, for an eight, can you please pick that up? You know, that's hard to do. I mean, let's be honest. I have a hard time doing that with the guys. Sure. And it's, I wanted to so badly. I'm like, man, I'm in the hole for a four. We're yeah. good. Pick it up. But you know, it's hard. It's hard to, to, to say that to one of the, to a, to a CEOs who's sponsoring a massive event. Now, hopefully yeah. the CEO has enough, humility to where it goes oh my gosh this is for an eight or i'm sitting in the fairway in five and you're already you're on the green in two you're not going to make a you're not going to make a five or a six you're not gonna make a six for sure i'm gonna pick this up you know that that's you hope that you get players like that but no matter what you tell the guys at the at&t you know pick up if you're out of the hole so a lot of guys do it guys don't which leads to six and a half hour rounds. <laughs> right. There's a, there's a, look, I, I, I brought up the example of college football and I'm bringing up the example now of where we are in professional golf. And I think it's going to be really hard for people sitting in those meetings to let go of what has worked in the past before a threat and to allow yourself to go to somewhere that perhaps you've never been in the way that you think. And I think you got to get new people in the room. And you, and, and you got to get some of the, this, you got to get this broader view of things. Like there's got to be different people in the room here to think about this, what, what this is going to look and feel like and why I don't say, I'm not saying you have to make it Phoenix every week, but no. you do have to lean into social aspect of it a little bit more. That, that's why Jason Gore was such a good pickup. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Jason's not a yes man. Jason's not a yes man. I've known Jason for a long time since we played college golf against each other when he was at Pepperdine and I was at San Jose state. Okay. Oh, so we've p- competed against each other for the better part of, you know, we've competed against each other for the better part of 15, 20 years between yeah. amateur golf, mini tours, corn Ferry tour and PGA tour. And, and the one thing I know about Jason is he's diplomatic. He's smart as hell, mm-hmm. but he's not a yes man. Good. And, and, and that's what the tour needs right now. The tour needs a guy who's going to be diplomatic, uh, smart as hell, understands a player's perspective, but also understands the business side of it. Like Jason does and understands what needs to happen and understands compromise. Jason is the reason the USGA hired him for the same purposes, a little bit more towards the course setup. PGA tour might need a, they don't need the, usually the rules of, pretty good the course setups are, are i'm not I don't, I don't have too many complaints i think they do a damn good job of that yeah I, I, listen i i love our officials i think our officials are the yeah. best off i think they do a fantastic I, job yep i love all our officials yeah i don't we need help in course setup but they need help in other aspects mm-hmm. and 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 he's not going to be the yes man to every idea that the that the bigger brass comes up with and he's not going to go he's not going to go yes that sounds great he's yeah. not going to like that you know the bobblehead going yeah yeah yeah, yeah. let's do that Jason's not going to do that. He's going to, he's going to go, you know, he's not going to be Johnny Raincloud and, and who everything, but he's going to be Johnny Raincloud just enough, I think, to go, wait a second, let's, let's take a look at this and let's, 
let's try to shoot holes in it. Because every great idea you can come up with, and there are idea people, and then there are execution people. And the execution people look at the idea people, and, and usually the execution or the ops people look at the look at the guys with the ideas and they go, great idea. This is what the, here are some of the drawbacks. And yeah. I think that Jason's going to be pretty good at, he's going to be, he's going to, he's going to be able to poke holes in things that need poking holes in Yeah. to where we, to where they can make it better. Let me ask you one more question. Then I'll let you go. Do you think anybody that has went yet live is three events in anybody? And you may not know the answer to this. And you may know the answer to it and you just want to share it, And that's fine too. But do you think anybody that has left for the live regrets it right now? Oh, I can't imagine there's not one guy. Yeah. You know, I would imagine there's got to be one or two guys that are sitting yeah. there going, hmm, this isn't what I was promised. This I got my money. I've seen yeah. it now for three weeks. I see what's happening over there with the tour. But I was also told I was going to be able to play both tours. And I also told, was told we were going to win this lawsuit and I was going to be able to play the FedEx cup and, and so on and so forth. So I think the answer is probably yes. There's probably one or two there. Yeah. I can't answer that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I've heard rumors that there are some guys yeah. going, Hmm, you know, maybe this isn't all it's cracked up to be. But yeah, uh, uh, but I can't definitely say that there are people out there who regret it for sure. But I'm I can't imagine there's not one guy that in the back of his head's going, God, did yeah. I make the decision? Right. As he's sipping on his drink with an umbrella in it, and well, uh, as he looks at his bank account and goes, <laughs> <laughs> Here, get everybody, bring them, get everybody a drink, put it on that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, you're the best man. I appreciate your time. Good. Hey, this is fun just to throw stuff at the wall. I mean, like. One of you my know. favorite, yeah, whether we sound like idiots or not, that's fun. <laughs> no, this is, this is good. We'll do it again. I'll see you in a, in a uh, what, a few, oh, probably a couple right. months now, two and a half months, PXG College Showcase. Um, Are you I going think to we're Fortnite? doing it. I think we're doing it um, back in November, so we'll see. Are you going to Fortnet? No. You're not going there? Okay. Well, no, I won't well, be in Fortnet, but I will be at the Shriners. Um, I will. But Shriners. Okay, so I'll see you there. I'm going to do some stuff uh, for the cut, the show on Tuesday out there. So I will see you in October. You bet, my man. Thanks All for right, having man. me.